Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our party investigated the deserters and after lengthy trial and error discovered them to be hitmen disposing of their victims through butchery. After an initial conflict, our heroes now find themselves beset upon by foul crustacean creatures. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Bestow Curse podcast, guys. Hello, Griffin. Hey. So, I mean, at the top, you guys expecting this whole like cannibalism thing in the in, in all the world's meat? Ooh. Yes. I think they telegraphed it pretty heavily with mm-hmm. all the world's meat. Um, even if they hadn't, literally, Mirror made a check. Like, there's no way the cows could have continued. Like, the cow, they didn't have cows just sitting out there. They had to bring them in that day, and yet they're giving away meat every day. And there's something fishy there. I think. When I was thinking about the possibilities of what it could have been, the worst case scenario in my head was always like they're using people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There could have been so many other explanations, but I was like, I really hope it isn't this. And then we walked into that room and we found out that's what it was. I was at the same spot. Like, I feel like in my heart and my soul, I knew this to be the case, but I didn't want this to be the case. Mm-hmm. We also knew they were Denial. mercenaries. Like, yeah, it it makes sense, but you don't you don't want it to be. Yeah, it's. It's a human eat human world out there in Corvosa. Yeah. Your average thugs, you know, beating somebody up a little too much. <laughs> Serve it to the populace. Ew. Have you guys had any uh, questionable meat experiences? Other than this one. Uh, other than this one. I mean, this isn't directly a meat experience for you. Mm. I mean, I've eaten a variety of street meats. I think most people have at some point in their life, mm-hmm. but some of those don't always... Those, yeah, those vendors that post up outside the bars oh, with, their, yeah. with their little cart, and you're like, uh, this gyro looks good. I've Probably not good. I've had so many boys. of Callahan's gyros. Yep, but I am hammered, so here we go. I was going to say, I think we had one of those every night we went out. Oh, yeah. The tradition. The yeah. thing that surprised me the most around like the campus bars is people would be selling hot dogs like pre-wrapped they weren't cooking them there they just had hot dogs that they were like tinfoil wrapped trying to sell to people that was the weirdest food selection i feel like i saw on the street three of them were they warm i never bought any (laughs) of them but i don't know if it would be better warm or cold Either uh, way. Oh, you you probably just don't remember then. You probably were so messed up. Yeah, <laughs> we all were there. You we were all there. Three, three, hot, three hot dogs. Crammed into your face hole. You were like, this tastes like hot dog. <laughs> guy sold me a newspaper too. Wow, I'm surprised by the lack of any discernible temperature either way on these hot dogs. <laughs> you know, I would have been happier if it was warm or cold. <laughs> But like you either have to keep it very cold so that you don't grow microorganisms or keep it hot enough that you kill them and don't grow anymore. If you think tinfoil hot dog guy is concerned about (laughs) microorganisms on his hot dogs. Should be. I have to imagine the temperature of those hot dogs is like the room temperature room in community when um, what who who was the guy? John Goodman. John Goodman's like, you can't tell where your skin begins to be there. Can't tell can't where the hot dog ends. The hot dog begins. <laughs> yep. They're really the perfect air temperature. They really keep him at that Goldilocks temperature for optimal microbe growth. <laughs> you get a hot dog. That. Like And the condiments come with it. This person's getting their bang for their buck, okay? You just keep it for one more day and it's doubled in size. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Oh. In high school, I worked the concession stand as an actual like job, not just as like a volunteer, which I feel like a lot of people have done the volunteering side. They but, paid you to work the concession stand, Haley? Uh, yeah, what at was- a hockey rink for, they were like junior hockey teams. Like you had to pay to go, but they weren't quite like really pros, you know? It was that weird in between where they're not- So the concession stand was bumping. Oh, mm. no. Um, <laughs> it was- it was a hole in the wall. And let me just tell you, uh, you can't wash the hot dog roller machine. Mm. Why not? Because the rollers aren't always designed to come out and they are too close 
to actually do anything about. So you can only wash them by having the machine on and then putting like a sponge and That's soap exactly on I them. Thinking, yeah. I was just but about to then, say, new invention idea, hot dog shaped sponges. Here's the problem. <laughs> if there's any buildup at all, you can only do that for so long because the machine also doesn't have a way to move without not having heat. So you can only do it for so long before you start burning the sponge onto mm. the rollers themselves. Uh, yum. Um, and I, yeah, I learned a lot about concession stand food during that time. It's all gross. And anything left over was uh, almost always reused despite a lot of protests. Did you feel like you were a part of the problem by working there? I felt really gross about it. I was also <laughs> in high school and it was a very cheap way to get gas money, which I needed. I thought you were about to say it was a very cheap way to get free gross hot dogs. <laughs> I did not. Way to get gas. <laughs> so. I actually very distinctly did not eat the hot dogs there, but I, I, there were other things that I felt more comfortable with. What was the cleanliest item? Would you, in, in your opinion, besides like prepackaged stuff? I think, and and this sounds not like it's the cleanliest, but realistically, those popcorn machines. The only thing that goes in them is popcorn. And so even though they do not get cleaned, like the only thing that goes in them is popcorn and the like butter sauce. And so they don't and you can't like clean out, but it's not like real butter. So it doesn't also go bad. So that was like one of those things where like even though it doesn't get cleaned, it's it's, still oil. Yeah, but it's it's like the shelf stable stuff like it's it was it was not it's not normal stuff. The stuff that's Anyways. good for you. It's good for you. <laughs> that although is gross. It's the fight. It's like technically okay. And then the cheese for the nachos. You would also think that's gross, but in reality, those nacho machine che- things. It's just a bag that has like a plunger that pushes out from the bag. So the the cheese never touches the machine, yeah. hmm. which it means it's like always clean. When I think about questionable meat experiences, I. Almost every time I think about the brew fest, because when you go there and you just house 20 raw oysters from a cart. You're the the person who does that. It's question. Yes, but it's it's questionable. It's suspect. So that definitely is suspect. I would also like to um, enter into evidence me eating an Italian sausage on a on a uh, air conditioner unit. (laughs) So break down the uh, cart selling seafood for people who aren't familiar with that practice. Oh, it's it's a cart with several buckets of ice and seafood in buckets. Pretty high tech operation. Pretty high tech ops. Uh, And for the things that don't need on a hot day. Well, it's not too hot. It's like the first weekend of October. But they're just shucking oysters, raw oysters. They at least cook the rest of it, I think. I haven't got the rest of it. I just get the raw oysters. I don't think they sell it really anything besides oysters and then the lobster and lobster rolls. rolls. They do shrimp as well. I didn't. Lobster would be cooked then, right? Lobster rolls aren't fresh. Okay, Mm. raw lobster. That's uh, absolutely not delicacy. I think I think raw shellfish in general a little little weird. I don't think anybody really eats raw crab either. You're not supposed to. I've eaten a conch right out from the ocean. Well, okay. Mm. There's a difference between like a crustacean. Which I'm calling a shellfish and like a mollusk. Yeah. Which is that mollusks are kind of like snot. I don't like anything that's mm. like snot. It wasn't really like snot. It was like, it has this weird like spongy flesh to it. Nope. It bled purple and it tasted like cauliflower. It's really interesting. Hmm. I would that like seems to like a suspect not. meat experience. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It bled so. purple. My teeth were stained for a week. <laughs> it took a lot of effort to coax it out of its shell for some reason. It almost looked, it almost knew like it was going to die. I, do you think that's like a metaphor for how, for like social anxiety? It takes a lot to coax them out I of their shots. They're afraid to die. That's a very pessimistic outlook towards the, the outcome of what. <laughs> Listen, you painted the picture. I'm just drawing the comparison. It adds up. I tell you what, I empathize with these mercenaries a little bit because I used to work at Taco Bell and we served the meat just like this. <laughs> 
like, just exactly. like yeah. I was like, look, I was you were walking room for room. Talk about I, recently. I was gonna say I'm gonna need more information because we talk about. I'm gonna need some details. I mean, as we were walking room from room last episode, I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot like. Do you still eat Taco like, Bell? Yeah, I do. I okay, do. that makes me feel better. Yeah, but he did say like his favorite was like the potato burrito or something. So potatoes uh, are good. Chicken's good. Operating. Um, what was? What was your job at Taco Bell? Were you operating the cow hammer? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the, the cow the, hammer boy. Yeah. They also use that to ring the bell um, <laughs> at the local Taco Bell. I, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the cheese, the cheese girdles. Um, I ran those. I operated the beef piston Girdle? from time to time. Cheese girdles. Um, uh, the potato <laughs> press when that broke down, I was the one in there getting my little hand all, <laughs> all up in those cheesy gears squeezy. And yeah. What, is, what is a cheese girdle? What's what? the beef piston? You said cheese girdle. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's it's a technical term in Taco Bell. It's just you know they're their equipment. Um, <laughs> you have to go through weeks of employee training to even touch like a cheese. Two girdle. weeks of videos before they even let you watch someone operate it. Ah, yeah. I see. I see. Trade yeah. secret, trade secret. Just like yeah. how they blast the Bajas to make the drink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man, those those nights of working late night at Taco Bell, come home, machine oil all over my hands, <laughs> sour cream in all every single extremity I can mention. It was reduced boy, fat, of course. Those guys don't get paid enough. P- people who work at fast food places or in general food places always always come home smelling like. The worst part of their job, I swear. Indeed, it's true. Mm-hmm. I had a a roommate in college who worked at a Wendy's, and let me tell you, that boy. Well, he was rather uncleanly anyway, oh, but he no. smelled foul. It's a bad combo oh, with the Wendy's. Uh, which Wendy's? Wendy's in Indiana. Don't worry okay. about it. I had a friend. Oh, he doesn't work there now. It's like eight years ago. It's crazy. So I like knew someone and, and like he worked at an ice cream shop and he would always smell. But the ice cream shop also had a deli and also had a like pastry area when he worked in the only the ice cream shop, which was majority of where he worked, smelled like waffle cones. It was great. Mm. That was the worst part. Right. And then if he would ever have to work in the deli at all, immediately doesn't matter how long he worked in the ice cream shop prior to that immediately smelled like bad pastrami onions and salami right like onions vinegar pastrami like heavy spiced with just an underlying sweet waffle coat do you guys remember (laughs) when when there was that trend on social media of the people that work at fast food and they have like the the really big sink and they were like taking a bath in the sinks a lot of people got Uh, fired over it you don't remember that trend a couple years ago i didn't really remember it as a trend i mean it could have been a trend i remember seeing it being like I wish they didn't do that. I wish they didn't. I wish this wasn't happening. But it makes sense now because yeah. they smell like the worst part of their job. So hmm. I remember the sinks being bathable, and but I was able to uh, restrain myself from that urge of ah, doing yeah. that. Good. You know what? They the call, the call to the void. Call, yeah. <laughs> I, I have some. I have something to add here. For three years in high school, I worked at a pizza place a few nights a week. And I had three t-shirts and a hat that smelled like the worst part of the pizza place. I had... I had received those t-shirts and that hat from my brother who had worked three years there beforehand. Oh my God. And then we're hand me down pizza Steve's. It got worse (laughs) because then eventually I moved on and they were, they asked me, Hey Steve, do you have anybody who would be good at this job? So I recommended my buddy and I handed down the three t-shirts and the hat. And so these three t-shirts, this hat saw like eight years of service. And by the way, Two of the t-shirts were white. So like no. by the time they got to my buddy, Emphasis they were, on were. Yeah. <laughs> they were like a, a pale yellow gray. Cursed. Oh. The curse. Oh. Oh. They were God, so nasty. Dude. It's a pizza place too, so it's like hot all Ooh. the time. Uh that's probably the crustiest story I've heard in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty crusty. Crust. I wish I kept the hat though. I don't. Mm. I'm so glad oh. you don't have that. <laughs> you always wear a hat in the studio. I'd be really worried that's what you'd wear. Anytime it gets a little warm in here and your temples start sweating a little bit, it's just going to release that yeah. pizza stench. <laughs> oh, no. Anchovies and Parmesan. Stale old Parmesan. <laughs> to this day, we called him Pizza Steve because he keeps wearing that hat. Well, guys, today is the day we refresh our hero points. So everybody gets a new hero point. Yay. And this week's hero point is sponsored by our buddy, Alex, who says, who's a good boy? 
Use a good boy. Use the nicest, wisest, whittle munchkin muffin. Enjoy this good boy point. Uh, thrilling. Something. Thrilling, Alex. That was very thrilling. cute. Yeah. It means a lot to hear Griffin read it, too. It, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Can people get you to read whatever when they submit a hero point? Don't start down this train. Haley, I think you're onto something. I'm already confessing <laughs> Thomas's murder history. You don't need to add I'm, fuel to that fire. I'm, I'm going to join the Patreon and start submitting full chapters of Twilight. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we go character ahead and put limit. a character limit. Yeah, I should maybe reset the password too. make sure not <laughs> everyone yeah. knows it. It's weird you'd have to lock out the ethics and compliance committee from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start moderating the responses. <laughs> we need a good mod for these. <laughs> so when last we met these heroes, they had cleared out the Cowhammer boys from all the world's meat after doing a stakeout and finding out that the meat was a little suspect. They did some searching through the facility and found that, yes, indeed, all the world's meat does include human meat. They opened up a grate and found a magical ring, but behind that ring deep in the sewer, the sounds of scuttling as three clawed and exoskeleton aberrations came slithering out of the grate. We rolled initiative and combat has begun. First to act is Mir. Anyone else concerned about all the things coming up from the underground? Because I am. Pretty common theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are on the same level as us? Yes. At this point? Yeah. And by the way, we're segueing into Second Darkness, so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Mir is going to command Figgy, first of all. Okay. To walk up and then... Attack? Bite. Do they look like normal crabs? Just Absolutely large? not. Okay. Okay, if they didn't look like normal cra crabs before he bites, Mir would like to do a knowledge check. Sure. What is it? What knowledge? It would be occultism. I would oh, not like to do that. Cult crabs. Figgy and Mir are assuming these are crabs that are diseased, but Figgy's still going to bite. Um, 22. 22 does hit. Good, good, good. And that is eight points of piercing damage. As jaws are piercing in 2E. The one that Figgy just hit is going to attack back at him. Oh, sorry. You get the rest of your turn. <laughs> Rude. I was just, like, hang on a minute. Figgy went and then I was like, uh, I don't care about the rest of this turn. Oh, oh. Well, I have, because that was just my command. Mm -hmm. And then I have an action. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and um, electric arc. <laughs> okay. Which ones? The one next to Figgy and then the one next to that. Reflex saves. Yes. Basic reflex. Okay, the first one gets a 26. Succeed. The second one gets a 22. Succeeds. All right. Woo, max damage for eight damage, but then it would be divided by two for both of them. Okay. They did not like getting shocked like that, so the one next to Figgy is actually going to ignore Figgy. It's going to move around behind Mir. Oh, dear. That's its first action. Then it's going to attack Mir. That is a 14, which won't hit, I don't think. No, it will not. So then it will attack one more time. Uh, that will miss as well. The one that was in the middle is now going to move right up to Mir. This is very aggressive. You attacked both of them with electricity, I might add. They didn't like it. So this one's going to attack. That's a, that's a little hint. It is flanking. However, it will miss the two on the die. And it's going to attack one more time. Still flat-footed. How about a 19 against your flat-footed? That'll hit. Take four points of damage, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. This is a poison. Oh, jokes? I got a 20. 20 is a success. Great. Sylvie, you're up next. These creatures have now moved up and over uh, where the grate was, and are surrounding Mir. So Sylvie is going to do her best to help her out. So Sylvie attempts to tumble through the creature right in front of Mir, ending up hopefully where she will be flanking it. Sure, this is against my reflex DC. Ooh, only a 13. That's a fail. All right, so her movement ends, so she doesn't move and would trigger any reactions that this creature has. Well, it is not a fighter, Reef Claw. All right. That is good. 
Then Sylvie is just going to attack with her kukri, even though she couldn't tumble through. That is a 27. That hits. All right. Isn't going to be as much damage. Seven points of damage. This is slashing. Okay. And then final action, Sylvie throws up her shield. Sounds good. After Sylvie is the final reef claw, it's going to attack at Diego. It's going to miss Diego with that first one. It's going to try and attack again. Maybe. Probably not, though. 18? Miss. Having missed Diego twice is going to move to greener pastures and uh, move 20 feet to the east to be flanking Figgy with its friend. Diego, it is your turn. Okay. Diego's back is to one of the big vats in this room. He turns right. The rest of his friends are to his right, being flanked by these these crab-like creatures. There's one, two flanking Figgy he can see. First thing he's going to do is he's going to hold that rage at bay and try to make a an occultism check to see what he knows about these creatures or okay. what his mentors have told him about them. Natural one, very oh. little. Oh no. You think these are crabs? Yeah. Cats don't like crabs, do No, they? no they don't. What I'll do then is I will uh, move to be flanking one of these crabs with Sylvie and I will try to use my big old crab cracker maul and uh, try to pummel these guys. Okay, the creature's flat-footed to you. That's a 16. That does not hit. Okay, mm. that's my turn. Vec. All right. Last in the order. Bring it up the rear, baby. So we are super clumped up, and Vec sort of is in the thick of it right next to Mir Sylvie and two of these reef claws. He's going to move through Sylvie's square, excuse me, love, and get pretty close to the grate with one action. Uh, as he does, he finishes putting on the ventriloquist ring and, uh, sorry, bro, and tosses the finger back in the pit because um, I think I still was holding that. And then there are two reef claws flanking Mir. He is going to surround Mir with electricity as an electricity arc goes out towards both of them. Reflex saves, please. Okay. The one behind Mir critically fails with a natural one. Wow. Uh, the other one has a dirty 20. All right. Dirty 20 is a regular success. Okay. So if we're talking about that critical failure, that is going to be 12 points of electricity. And that one dies. Woo! Zap. Awesome. Popping and sparking inside his shell. And then a the success is half, so three. A movement and an electric arc, which is two actions, is three actions. That's my full turn. Okay, back up to the top with Mir. Uh, Mir is going to first command Figgy, and Figgy's the only one that's close enough to hit this far one, so going to have Figgy hit that one. I know that Figgy's being flanked right now, but I feel like this is probably the best for the party. So he is going to bite, then claw. So the bite is a 17. Nope. Claw is less than that, so. Nothing doing. That's correct. Okay. And then my turn. Keep skipping you, sorry. (laughs) Will be Electric Arc. No way. What a shock. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) One in front of you has a 26. The one by Figgy. As a 22. Okay. Um, seven divided by two. Three. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the one behind you has a reaction as it dies. Uh, well, so that feels on Swings out at Mir. Uh, 24. That'll hit. Okay. You take two points of slashing damage and I need a fortitude save. Like a last stand for the crab. <laughs> I only got a 15. Okay, you're enfeebled one, and you take three points of poison damage. Ooh. Three? Yes. And I remembered that because you just zapped the one in front of you to death, so it swings out at Diego. Luckily, enfeebled doesn't really affect me much. 22. Hit. Okay, Diego, you're going to take three points of slashing damage, and I need a fortitude save. Natural one, that's a... 10 total. Okay, you move two down the poison track, which means you take four points of poison damage and you are enfeebled too. Oh my, that is not good for you. No, that is specifically very bad for me. Yeah. All right, 
You can go ahead and take that Reef Claw off the board. The one in front of Mir has died. The one in front of Figgy is going to attack at Figgy. Does it smell like cooked crab? Hmm. Smells like burnt aberration. Gotcha. Yeah. Just, just give it to us, Griffin. We want these to be crabs so bad. <laughs> 21 against Figgy. That definitely hits. Okay. Figgy is going to take seven points of slashing damage, and I need a fortitude save. Oh, 16 on the die. That's Goes to? Oh, um, 24. Okay, you're good. That definitely saves. Uh, the creature then uh, uses another action to grab Figgy. And then with its final action, I need Figgy to make another fortitude save as it is constricted by the claw. 17 on the die. Okay, Figgy takes half damage, so one point of damage. Okay. And he's now grabbed by the Reef Claw. Okay. Sylvie, it's your turn. There is one Reef Claw left in the edge of the room. Sylvie is going to move up and attempt to tumble through. Uh, So this is because it is just far enough away. She has to move up to it, and then she'll attempt the tumble through. I really need to stop using this dice. That is only a 12. That fails. All right, so her movement stops, but she is right up next to it. Sure is. So she is going to attack. That is a 22. 22 hits. Yes. Six slashing damage. Okay, Diego. Diego clutches the wound where the uh, one of the now deceased reef claws hit him and says, "I I'm not feeling so good. That that hit is really doing a number on me." He's going to take a five foot step up to get in range of the final reef claw and take a first attack at it. Sure, you got enfeebled two ticked on. That's a sixteen total. That's not going to hit. Nope. And then I think of this final action, he's going to try to intimidate it. So he will let loose a uh, uh, as, as savage a growl as he can muster while still feeling the effects <laughs> of the poison. Oop, 17 on the die, though. It's a 23 to intimidate against his will, DC. 23 does intimidate. Awesome. So it is frightened one. Do I need to make a save now? No, you're going to be making your saves on Mir's turn. Because okay. that's when you were afflicted by the poison. Okay. Mir will be making her saves on Vex's turn. And it is Vex's turn. So go ahead and make me a fortitude save. 17. 17 meets beats. You are no longer poisoned. Nice. Yay. All right. Vex, knowing that the crab is now frightened, <laughs> um, knows that that will affect its ability to jump out of the way of an electric arc. <laughs> Reflex save, please. It's such a great cantrip. Why, why would you do anything else? It's going to do two opponents. Uh, likely fails with a 10. That does indeed fail. Uh, minimum damage, five points of electric damage. It's nice, too, because it's not even like chain lightning in 1e where you ca- like it hits the creatures also within the way of the arc. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. You can just choose whoever. Diego, I need a fortitude save. Okay. That was only two of my actions. Oh, what else would you like to do? I don't know. I'm going to pull out my healer's tools to get ready to use to treat poison. Okay. Okay, here comes a fortitude save. That's an 11. I'm rolling like dog water today. <laughs> That's four points of poison damage. Hey, we're in all the world's meats. You're rolling like hot dog water. Oh, like hot dog water. Ugh. You're still enfeebled, too. Okay. Go ahead, Mir. Biggie is going to bite and claw. He is, uh, he can't. He's Not grabbed. Grab. What can I do? You can spend an action to try and escape. That's it? Yes. I will spend an action was restraint. to try to escape. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. That That would be the crit success condition, so you can bite. There's a condition on his weapon, I think, has to be, like, one-handed or something, mm-hmm. maybe, at least. All right, so I'll bite, and I don't. Then I'll claw. I can do that. Okay. And I don't. Okay. And then it's Mir's turn still. I didn't say anything. Just checking. Real Ben Franklin over there. What are you going to do next? <laughs> Hoist a key. <laughs> I'm electric <laughs> These combats are so fun with these guys. I don't have <laughs> any other damaging cantrips. Yeah. It's natural 20. Nothing happens. Oh, oh. Woo. Boo. Fast cryo. Um, 
Well, after Sylvie fails to tumble through and Diego fails to hit, then I'll electric arc him again. Thanks. Hey, <laughs> different this time. Okay, let's see. I'm going to constrict Figgy. Make me a fortitude save. Natural one. Oh. That's 10 points of damage. Then he's going to attack Figgy. Figgy is still flat-footed from being grabbed. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's not going to attack Figgy. I think he's going to try and grab somebody else. Let's go Two. Sylvie, because Sylvie's damaged it. Uh, Sylvie is going to use Nimble Dodge. Yes. Okay. Natural 19 for a 28, because it is frightened. Uh, it would be yes. <laughs> yes, but not a crit. Uh, so her AC will be a 21. Okay. So that hits. That's six points of slashing damage. I need a fortitude save. 15. 15 fails. You take one point of poison damage and you are enfeebled one. Welcome to the pain train. Dislike this. <laughs> then it is going to use its final action to grab you. So you are grabbed. However, now Figgy is released because it did not maintain a grab on Figgy. Yay. Sylvie, it's your turn. You're in the creature's clutches. I oh, can't tumble through now. Uh, but we were saying a one-handed weapon could be yes. utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... Your rapier is a one-handed weapon. You're good to go. She's actually using rapier, her kukri, rapier. but yeah. yes. Same too. So she's considered grabbed right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me pop that on real quick. All right. Going to attack. A 17? Nope. Attack again. Uh, less than that. Uh, what action would it be to try to break out? Well, it, it is affected by multiple attack oh, penalty to so. break out and it would be athletics or a uh, unarmed strike you can use either and I actually think the one handed part of that was my mistake is like a holdover from 1E I don't think there's actually a restriction there I think you're just you get a little debuffed it's a DC5 flat check to do anything with a manipulate but, yeah. as well as being flat footed but I think that's the only penalty you take Yeah. Well, you can't move alright well trying to escape would be at a minus 10 yeah, not great. So I'm just going to attack again with my agile weapon. All right, this time a 19. Nope. Darn it. I rolled an 18. You needed to roll a 19, I think. Darn it. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, that's my turn. That is your turn. And with that, it's Diego's turn. Getting a bit grabby, huh? Why don't you get a hold of this? I say anticipating me rolling well. Ah. 19 on the die. Wow, you did roll well. (laughs) 25 to hit. 25 to hit? Yes. Uh, That's a hit, not a crit. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, This is not going to be great damage because I am enfeebled. Four points of damage. (laughs) That doesn't take it down. No. Well, I have another another action I can use to do the same thing. Another one. Better roll another nat 20. I'm going to need it, I think. (laughs) No, I don't do it. Mm. Um, And then my last action, I will try to growl at it again to continue intimidating it so that other people can pile on. You you intimidated it the first time, didn't you? Oh, oh, it's immune. immune You're intimidating Okay. Then I'm going to... uh, It's not a lot of good options right now. I don't really want to rage... But I will. I'm angry. I'm raging now. Okay. That's my turn. It's your final action. Yeah. Get yourself some temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. Vec, it is your turn. All right. To kick things off, Vec is going to spend an action. The winds begin to kick up more around him as he casts a little spell called Lifelink on Sylvie, anticipating that if we don't kill this Reef Claw, it's going to do more damage to her. So you're going to get healed for one point <laughs> of damage, oh which is <laughs> really good. Juicy one could be the whole difference. Yeah, um, just the the raw healing power of this oracle is phenomenal. Um, but that does key on his moderate curse, which will be important for healing later. And with the final two actions, he starts unspooling a kite. <laughs> You stupid electric arm. <laughs> yeah. Mira, take out your uh your your cloth and glass rod. <laughs> Corvos and founding fathers, see me through this one. It's a twenty. You're gonna take half damage here. Alright. Your total is three. I had taken the half of seven. Okay. The creature sizzles and makes one last attack at Sylvie with its reaction. Oh, oh, can I 
Can I nimble dodge while being grabbed? Yeah, I don't think it precludes okay. you from using reactions. Okay. Yeah, I know. As long as I'm not considered encumbered, I am. Good. You are still considered flat-footed, however. Yes. Yep. That's factored in. You are kidding me. Nat 20, baby. Oh. You're very rude, Griffin. I'm very rude. Yeah. This is going to be... Ain't I bad. a stinker? Oh, no. 10 points of slashing damage. Do not worry. I take three of those. <laughs> with oh, life okay. Life. <laughs> okay, thank you. I need another fortitude save. Because with poisons, if you take another dose of the poison, it might increase your stage. Mm. All right, 24. Okay, you're good. It doesn't cure your poison. It just keeps you from increasing to another stage. I'll take it. So now that the creature is dead. Yes. On Mir, if there's anything you'd like to do. for Now Diego has to roll because it is Mir's turn. There is something I want to do. 18. 18. You go down to stage one. Woo. Or actually, yes, you go down to stage one, and you t- so you're enfeebled one, and you take one point of poison damage. That was your third round of the poison. And I fall out of rage. <laughs> and you're tie-tie. You- Did I take my action? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to heal Figgy with heal animal focus spell. I healed him 12. I don't like to admit this, but some think of me as an animal as well. <laughs> You have one more action if you want to use it. Yes, I do. I can give Diego guidance. Thank you. Okay. Sylvie, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. You're still being affected by this poison. I rolled a one. Yeah, oh you're a point. I, I think I need to use it because my hit points are really low right now. Okay, roll again. Right. I'll heal you next. I was just worried about figuring... Yeah, she didn't get fully healed from the last combat. Yeah, I started ah. really Huge low. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Sylvia's like barely hanging on right now. It doesn't really matter. Uh, 10. Well, you don't critically fail. All right. So. Well, that's something. Uh, however, you do take one point of poison damage and you're enfeebled too now. All right. I got you with some battle medicine next time. Diego, unless there's anything you, or sorry, Sylvia, unless there's anything you can do about this poison on your turn. Uh, just wait no, it out. Or no, if, you, if you have like a potion you want to draw and drink or something, try and keep yourself up. I guess really the only thing I could think of doing a knowledge check on the creature to know more about the poison. Yep, that would be occultism. All right. Well, now I roll well. Uh, that is a 25. Yeah, 25. You specifically wanted to know about the poison, so I'll give yes. it to you. It's called Reef Claw Venom. It's a DC 17 fortitude save. Lasts for four rounds. Stage one is 1d6 poison damage and enfeebled one. Stage two is 1d6 poison damage and enfeebled two. Okay. So I've heard of Reef Claws before, but like, because I, I think maybe just first edition or something, but like, what are they? They're just, they're aberrations, obviously. Yeah, they're aberrations. They look kind of like a slithering lobster. They are kind of like shellfish in that people do eat them, but they're kind of a delicacy because they're a black market thing. Oh, so. We're yeah, but also maybe we sell two of them and treat ourselves because uh, there's no freaking way Amir's had something this nice then. I think it's going to be a while before I feel like eating seafood again. <laughs> yeah, no harm no foul here. <laughs> he's, he's on an all seafood diet. He sees food, he eats it. <laughs> you ready for another save? Uh, let's see. So Sylvie didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I just did the knowledge. Yeah, just did the knowledge. Diego, if there's anything on your turn, you can do. I think I just got a roll. I'll, I'll okay. roll. Okay. Uh, Vec has an opportunity to do something as well. If you wanted to. Yeah, I can either do a burst heal or run up to both of you and treat poison. However, there is a small chance that I crit fail, which gives you a minus two circumstance penalty. With guidance, I think the odds are I'd be okay. I think maybe well, Sylvie needs help though. And we know that the poison from Sylvie's knowledge only lasts four rounds. Um, yeah, so Sylvie, you're on round you've completed round two. Yeah. Diego can't be fixed. He's just gonna take poison damage and be done mm. with it. Uh, Sylvie could go down from poison damage. Okay. I have four hit points. Yeah, I was planning to battle with you. Yeah. Everybody is at some stage of hurt so instead of treating poison, Vec is going to start filling the room with this 
yellowish pale glow as he spends three actions casting the heal spell. So everybody should get healed because I'm in a moderate stage of my curse. I'm going to be rolling a d12 instead of a d8. And additionally, because I'm in the moderate stage of my curse, either myself or the closest ally, which it's equidistant between Sylvie, Mir, and Figgy, will get an extra hit point. I'm just going to roll a high, medium, low. Sylvie would be the most sense here. If you, if you get can to pick. pick. Do you get to pick? It's at the... I, I don't think so. It says... Oh, no. Okay, Actually, hold on. Yeah, to the spell level of your choice of either one target of the spell or the creatures near to you. So oh, I, can, I can pick yeah. who. Okay. And Sylvie would make most sense. Yes, I think absolutely. I do need it the most. Well, let's not get greedy here. <laughs> Maximum. Yay! So everybody gets 12 hit points. Sylvie, you get 13. Thank you wow. so much. Baker's dozen over here. I really needed that. You're never going to hear me complaining about a life oracle healing ever again. <laughs> Can I go? Well, first, uh, Diego, you need to take damage. Mm. Then I'll be free. You'll be free after this. Take two points of poison damage. And now, Mir, you can do something. Yeah, Mir's gonna walk through Figgy so that she is next to Sylvie. <laughs> and treat poison. 27. That's a critical success. <laughs> That's exactly. a plus four. Woo! Thank you. Fantastic. All right, Sylvie. I was hoping to be critical time to, time to roll. <laughs> All right, with a plus four, let's see if I can do it. I think so. That is a 26. 26 <laughs> is not a critical success. It's a success. And because you were at stage two, you moved to stage one and are still uh, poisoned. Oh, if you only had the guidance instead of me. I know. Oh, I guess I could have given her guidance because I didn't actually finish all my actions. What type of bonus are each of those? They might not stack. Guidance is plus one status bonus to one attack roll. And is the healing one a circumstance bonus? I think so, yeah. All right, I'll give it to you. Yay! Yeah! Neither of you can be guidance again for the rest of this building. Well, for the, yeah, for the rest of the building, for sure. And that's where I um, I had every intentions of uh, walking up and treating poison on both of them if needed. And then I was like, well, if I have an action left, I'll use guidance. And then I just forgot. You can walk up. Do you have a bandolier for your healing kit? I'm just thinking from an action economy. That's the only way it... Yes, I do. Okay. That's the only way the heal only takes one action. Otherwise, you would have to pull it out. But yes, that yeah, works I, then. Yeah, I was going to say, I bought a bandolier. Okay, that sounds good. Well, I'm feeling a lot better now, thanks to Vec and you, Vec and Mir. That was hard combat, but I, I appreciate your help in getting us back to back to health. That's what we're here for. Surprisingly difficult little critters hiding down there in the body pile. They really did a number on me. I am feeling about how I was at the start of the combat, but still not very good. Could we make perception checks to hear if any of the commotion we caused here, if we can hear anything else in the building? Mm-hmm. It would be nice to get time to to, to Take heal Sylvie up and stuff, but I just yeah. don't know if we've got that uh, luxury. Because I'm sitting at like 50% health right now. Oh, don't worry about rolling, guys. I got this. Uh, seven? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, 13? It's a crit success. It's a crit success. <laughs> 14? I actually don't think this guy's here. Building's empty. Uh, Mir got a nine, but Figgy, Figgy got a 22. Figgy looks upstairs and kind of... Oh. You get the empathetic link from him that, like, he's on alert, so he must have heard something upstairs. So... I, that to me tells me that we don't have time, right? So far, you have fought two combats and made a lot of commotion, and no one has come down. But at least from what Figgy, from what you're getting from Figgy, there's there's something up there. Do we have any potions of healing at all? I don't have anything on my sheet. No. Okay. I think we've got to be quick. Maybe that's something we pick up with our newfound gold once we clear this place. You know, we really don't have that much, <laughs> but. If you wanted to be quick, you could use a battle medicine on her. That's what I was just going to, I was um, just thinking. You know, you haven't been to every spot down here either. So as long as there's somebody upstairs, you kind of know where they can exit and enter from. So 
if you wanted to clear the rest of the first floor, you could certainly do that. How much are you down? Uh, so I'm at 17 of 30 right now, so I need 13. There's also the option of, you know, if you wanted to post somebody up at the base of the stairs while you try and take like 10 minutes to do this, you may not get the heel off if they came downstairs, but you'd at I, least have somebody there. If we're planning on just hitting this guy and probably leaving... I can burn another heal spell. That'll leave me with just one left for the combat upstairs, but whatever, if we're only planning on doing the one. Right, I would like, like, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind even if we had time to refocus and then I even battle medicine if, like, we don't want to wait 20 minutes, right? If I battle medicine, Sylvie, but I want to refocus because that's my heal animal and it's the only thing I've got to heal Figgy. Yes, okay. I could. I think I can battle medicine him though. Technically, right? You can battle medicine Figgy as okay. well. Okay. Yeah. Then I guess I guess we could go upstairs. Um, I could battle medicine Sylvie. Is she the only one? How how much down is everyone else? I'm fine. I'm down four. I'm full up. I'm full too. I think it makes most sense for you to battle medicine because your two action heal can be at range. Right. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, I have to be close. And also, you could use that heal to mass heal if you mm-hmm. had to. Yeah. Like okay. my massive one from earlier. So I think I'm going to do risky surgery to guarantee you up. You can't risky surgery with battle medicine. So the way that battle medicine works, it is specifically the... um, Treat wounds. Treat wounds. Which is what my risky Risky surgery surgery modifies treat wounds. It's fine if that's the case. It's just it's less, less of a chance that I'm going to get you all the way up. I was planning to just try to get you all the way. I mean... Even a little bit of healing would be helpful, so I don't feel like I'm quite so close. Like a, a crit or something would really take me down. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, the it's in the battle medicine text that battle medicine is, is you make a medicine check at the same DC as treat wounds. It's yeah, like so it's not. It's thing. not. Uh, as it's, it is not using treat wounds. I see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then I will just use battle medicine. It's the same thing because a lot of people take that like net natural remedy or whatever to use nature mm-hmm. instead of medicine and you can't use that for battle medicine yeah got exactly the DC with a 7 on the die Ooh. that sounded like some risky surgery I know <laughs> well I like risky surgery because it also gives me a plus 2 oh yeah it's great bonus alright gotcha Got, got 11 points, though. That okay, awesome. that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, thank you. Scary, but... Yeah. <laughs> Scary, but fine. So in this room, you guys see you came from the double doors that had the kind of meat hook conveyor. Uh, you see double doors to the west and to the north of where you are. And then there's actually two sets of double doors to the north, one that is more western, one that is more in the middle, and then the eastern one is the one you came through. Where would you like to go? Want to go through the double doors we're just right next to right here? That's fine. Just to round out the... But while keeping those doors open and maybe have one person hold back in the other room. My perception is garbage. If we're looking for anything in the new room, I'll stay behind and just keep an eye out, and I'll shout if anybody comes downstairs. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mir's perception's usually the best. Yes. But I rolled a natural one last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sure. I will come in. So you poke your head in. You see this looks like a shed filled with old hay. There is a a cart in here, but it's pretty devoid of anything. Like it's It, it looks like it's maybe a storage room. Okay. Or where they kept hay for the meager animals that they had. Alright, makes sense. There's also a double door to the north out of that room as well as to the east you think that is the secondary entrance you saw when you were circling the building what do I think the other two sets of double doors are to the north looks like that's where they brought one of the cows in from okay so it looked, you think it probably leads out to the pen alright well then to me there's no need to go and do anything else in here so we can search through those rooms more thoroughly once we clear the rest of this place if That's, we want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you go and kind of clockwise around. Yep. And Mir can lead the way with her eyes. 
Sure. So you open the next set of double doors. You see two foul-smelling animal pens that take up the majority of the room. Each pen is defined by a wooden fence set with a gate. Inside each is a long water trough and heaps of filthy hay. The floor here is hard-packed earth. Go ahead and give me a perception. Eight. Nine. Twenty-four. I'm going to keep watching the door that we know goes upstairs. <laughs> or that area that we know goes upstairs. Mir, you find a secret stash among the hay. Oh, a secret stash of what? You see a pair of glasses and a liquid in a vial. Can I look at any of these more carefully with like a skill? Yes, you could use a crafting check on the liquid in the vial. I hand that to Sylvie. Sylvie takes a look. Are the glasses normal or? A dirty 20. Dirty 20, this is a moderate Drakeheart mutagen. Ooh. Uh, The glasses look like normal glasses to you, unless you're detecting magic. Seems like that's something that we will bring to Beck. I check to see if it's magical. The glasses are magical. These are magical. And now, what can I use to roll to help identify? All your Any of your... Right. So nature, religion, whatever. I'll throw a religion on there. 18 occultism. 24. Do you arcana? 16 religion. 16 arcana. This is a pair of glasses of sociability. Oh. I think it only makes sense, knowing nothing about the item, only the description, for Figgy to get them. (laughs) So these wire rim glasses with large circular lenses were invented for the sole purpose of avoiding awkward confrontations in social gatherings. They grant you a plus one item bonus to diplomacy and hello activate them. I think this will be important because you keep seeing people that you kind of recognize. So when you activate them, you stare at another creature and instantly remember their name if you've met and exchanged names. The glasses rely on your latent memories, so if the creature is disguising their identity, the glasses don't penetrate the disguise. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Again, this feels like a Vec thing. Well, I will say that... I've never tried wearing glasses. My eyesight's pretty good, but I think I would look good in them. Not to say that any of you would not. I'm looking at you particularly, Figgy. Does anybody else mind if I slip these on? Don't All right, mind. your silence is enough for me. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. If you put them on, do you remember our names when you activate it? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm going to guess... Yes. Now you look like Cedric Diggory cosplaying as Harry Potter. I am going to be Googling <laughs> Robert Pattinson in glasses. So that Drake Heart mutagen is really good for people who don't wear armor. Ah. Um, it provides an item bonus to armor, I believe. There's there's a drawback, I think, but it's, uh, it's a pretty good item. Yeah, it's a drawback to will saves, reflex saves, and all skill checks to recall knowledge. However, it's a bonus to perception, and it... Uh, gives you a plus five armor bonus to AC with a dex cap of two. So even some of you wearing armor potentially could use it if it's better than your armor bonus. That is absolutely true. However, if you like, I see no reason why you couldn't get Figgy to drink it if you wanted to. It would raise Figgy's AC by five. Oh my God. Is yes. that a, is it a lesser moderate? It's major? moderate. Oh, moderate. Biggie needs it. <laughs> now, the way to do that on your sheet is you need to, for for those of you using Hero Lab at least, you need to um, add it to your sheet. Like, it's under... Okay, oh, Yeah. Um, add it to your sheet, and there'll be a little lightning bolt when it's in your inventory. Hit the lightning bolt, and it'll apply. So it'll apply the dex cap penalty and the, and the item bonus. So you've searched the room... There don't appear to be any more rooms on this first floor. That only leaves one direction. All right, uh, I think we've got to go upstairs. Okay. So you head upstairs, weapons drawn, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In marching order. I'm going to have my war razor and on my longbow out. Okay. You see a round table that sits in this room surrounded by four wooden chairs. A stack of cards sits on the tabletop. A cabinet to the southwest hangs open, revealing a tangle of dirty clothes and blankets. Four thin bedrolls lie rolled up against the north wall. If you had to guess, you'd say this is where the the cowhammer boys from downstairs probably slept. 
there's another door to the south. Can we do a perception check to hear anything through that door? Yeah, you walk up to the door and press your ear against it. Which one of you is doing that? Mirror. Okay. Because I have the best perception. And Biggie also has some of the greatest hearing. So we're going to do two for... All right. Mir got a 21. Figgy, he's doing very well on the perception. Got a 23. With either of those checks, you do hear, with your ear pressed up against the door, commotion on the other side of the door. It sounds like sounds like a window opening. All right, we got to bust in. Yep, oh, yep. Form up. Yeah, with that, Mir's going to open the door. Door's locked. Time to force it open. Diego, you're up. You know, force it or try and thievery it. I do have thieves tools and I have a plus eight. Is it thievery? It would be thievery, points? yes. Is that quick? Ooh, I'm not sure. Let me check. You could do thievery in combat, but it's usually multiple checks. Picking a lot is two actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a regular crowbar. I don't have like the good one that gives you a plus one item bonus. Um, what, you have a crowbar? Yeah. Hey, you have a crowbar, so... I could try to force it open. Do it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. That's my first. You, first. you probably want to be up in the front anyway, so... Yes, I will. I'll move up to the front and try to lever this door open. Oh, I move that. can't move that. You know what you rolled? I saw it, but then I turned it, and it's like the same... It's a, either a 9 or a 19, but I should probably re-roll. It, I was going to say, if you don't know what you rolled, yeah, you just re-roll. re-roll. Okay, 13 on the die... That is a 21. Yeah, with the crowbar, you shove it into the crack, pull back, the door splinters and opens. Uh, And in front of you, you see a young man, cropped hair, in his early 20s. He's wearing full guard regalia, although it's faded as if it hasn't been washed in maybe a couple days. Uh, and clutched in his hand, pointed at hands pointed at the door, is a long spear. I knew the the Corvosan guard would come after me. You're all you're all queen sympathizers, all of you with with that Iliosa. What do you want? We're just trying to do some good here. We shouldn't say we're with the guard. We should say that we're trying to stop people from eating people, <laughs> and, and also killing people. Listen, mate. We came here looking for some meat. Turns out after a little poking around, there was a little bit more to the story than that. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's a pile of dead people in a hole in the ground downstairs. What do you mean? Exactly what I said. Your boys downstairs have been serving people to the populace. You know, the night special cuts. You're feeding the poor more. I know we're feeding the poor. The, The money we have is going to the cattle. It's not cattle. It's people. Sense motive checks around here. Yeah, you use perception to sense motive. Ooh, I actually rolled pretty well for myself. Uh, 21. 21. 26. 18. Uh, you think he is now suspecting you're trying to frame him or something. Mm. Whether it was you or the people who worked for you that have done this thing, we need to hold everyone who was in this facility accountable for what's happened. You need to put down your arms and come peacefully with us. We can show you the proof downstairs if you want. You're all full of shit. Roll a diplomacy. It's like all of us in general? Or one person primary? One person. That would be bad. should be you. I started it up. Another 16 on the die that is going to be with my fancy new glasses, a 25. Okay. Mm. That's your initiative. Mm. Okay. I'll roll diplomacy for my initiative, too, since I was doing that. And it's only your initiative because, unfortunately, that did not meet the DC. Ooh, although it was nice. very close. Six. Six. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> do I do perception, then? Again? You could do perception, yeah. For Sylvie with perception, that is a 24. Sorry, what was Mirrors? 15. I never saw. You can all presume this is Sergeant Farrick Van Kaskerkin. He's got a window open behind him. He's got a long spear pointed at you. You accuse him of some heinous stuff, and he doesn't believe you. But he does think that you're with the Corvosan guard, and he braces himself to take you on and make a final stand in this small office. I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh, boy. Oh, man. How do you not know? 
The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.